0: Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. Very special guest on the program, Rutgers senior guard, wing. What, what do you? What would you consider yourself, Andre? Andre, hi. Uh, big guard? Big guard, yeah. Big Cinco. How, how'd you get that nickname, by the way? That's just something that kind of like came natural? Oh, uh, yeah. One of my friends from
1: high school, I had posted a picture when I had changed my number to number five. And he just started, started calling me Big Cinco, and it just stuck.
0: Nice. Uh, Speaking of that, you're entering your your sixth season of college ball. Uh, you, you've kind of stepped into a leadership role, seemingly in your final season at Rutgers. Just talk about you know what responsibility you have, what or you feel you have for bringing on these young guys and carrying this team this year.
1: Um, I just feel like the biggest thing for me and uh, for the team is going to be just being consistent and showing up every day uh, with a workers' mentality and. Um, just living with the results, just staying consistent, being in the gym, getting shots up and just, just being a great teammate.
2: So so we gotta talk about this overseas trip. I guess um before we even get to talking about the games, talk about a little bit of the experiences and what you guys got to see. Um obviously there's a lot of historical value in um what you guys saw on the trip.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh the first half of the <laughs> trip was in Car Senegal. Um that was probably like my favorite favorite trip. Um it was just humbling to see like what the what the locals like go through and how they persevere with uh the little that they had um they were just, they were just always happy that was like the biggest thing i saw like every every person i saw um outside the hotel they were just happy um when we did our beach workout um it was just it was just amazing to see like how much how hard they work with what little they had and like um yeah that was probably my favorite part and then we went to portugal uh, Portugal was beautiful. We stayed in uh, Argarve. Uh, we were in Lisbon for a little bit. And I think it was called like Cas- Cascais or something. Um, it was really fun. Um, just going out to the beach every day, waking up next to the beach, um, it was a great experience.
2: Piggybacking off that a little bit, I know you're talking about the beach workouts. I know Pi said you get you guys were doing pushups on like a tire basically at one point yeah what was what was that kind of experience like? and then also was was t j and like Brandon Knight able to keep up with you in these workouts? I saw the videos. it seems like they could yeah
1: TJ, TJ was going crazy. um the instructor <laughs> was pushing them pushing them to his limits, and yeah, we had like a like a burnout push up contest. everybody was doing it um it was really fun
2: so so who won?
1: Uh, shoot. I think it was, I think it was our, our trainer, Rich. Oh, and that makes sense. I think sense. it was yeah. J-Mike too. J-Mike. Oh,
2: really? J-Mike, no shit. Hmm. Yeah.
0: How cool was it for, to see some of your teammates like, uh, like Cliff and new teammate Emmanuel Agboll and Antonio Choll. And I I know that, uh, Nwatt Mag's from, uh, Africa, but he grew up in Australia. How cool was it to see those guys back in their, their, their home, well, it wasn't their home country, but. Yeah, I'm Cont- sure that they, they don't get to yeah a continent. I'm sorry, yeah. they don't get to go back to Africa that often. I'm sure. So, yeah. did they have a lot of stuff they wanted to show you guys when you're there?
1: Uh yeah. One of the biggest things, um, Cliff was Cliff and Mary was talking about was jollof rice. Um, and okay. it's popular in Nigeria, but I I found out that it's originally from Senegal. So they were just <laughs> telling me like um just small stuffs about about Africa and yeah, I think Cliff hasn't been back to Nigeria. It's been like seven years, I think. So he was just happy to be back um, in Africa. and It was funny because uh, people were, kept coming up to Mouat and asking if he was uh, Senegalese because they said that he looked like he, uh, he was from there. But it was, it was, that was just fun to see.
0: That's awesome. And, and you had some big scoring games in this international trip. I think you led the team in scoring each game. What's the main difference in terms of the offense that you guys are preparing for this season than last? Uh one thing that Coach Pike's been harping
1: on is um just playing better in transition. Um getting whoever's open just getting the ball and um I feel like this trip was like a good a good preview of what's gonna happen um during the season. Um uh, but yeah, I really like this team a lot. Um it's unselfish. um uh, we are shooting the ball a ton and we got Big Cliff in the paint, uh the Wolf to rebound on all the misses. So it's gonna be really fun.
2: So tell me a little bit about the competition out there. Um, just because game one you had a near triple double, game two you had eighteen and eight. Like, what, what, is it just was it not good competition or was it, like, nah, it was, actually good competition? was good competition. I feel, like, I feel like
1: the the the, Sen- the game in Senegal that was probably like the hardest game. It was, mm-hmm. it was our hardest game, but it was just um like the conditions. We had went on a hike or something a uh, couple hours before the game. We were exhausted. The gym was hot, and um it was like. I feel like that was, like, our um, – just seeing us, like, claw back and just uh, persevere and try and get the win, um, it showed a lot uh, for the team, and I was just happy to get the win.
2: Yeah, so I um, heard the there was, like t- – go on.
1: Say, say it again.
2: So so there was, like, no air conditioning, I heard, in that first no, that first no arena at all? They had, they had yep. windows
1: at the top of the, at the arena, and then they had fans through each window, and that was the air conditioning.
2: <laughs> so are you are saying if they turn off the AC in the rack, you're going to drop 37 and 6 every game? Or like,
0: I I'm, hope just, so. I'm just I curious. I hope so. <laughs> the rack used to not have AC until Pike got there. Hear me oh, out. It turn, like it, turn it off. Yeah. Turn it off,
2: and look what happens.
0: Yep. Uh, well, speaking about things getting hot, let's talk about uh, Coach Smoke. What's Obviously, Rutgers has had like a pretty solidified Smooth. staff under Pike. Thanks. Uh, but... You guys lost Carl Hobbs in the offseason. You replaced him with Marlon Williamson. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about him, because we haven't really heard a lot about him as a as a coach since he arrived on the banks.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's a great dude. Um whenever you need like advice, you'll re- he'll be right there. Um he's real communi- communicative. Um well, smoke, he's a he's a character. He's always joking. Um he reminds me of, of B Knight, like older B Knight. So um he's been a great addition. He's someone easy you could easily talk
0: to, and it's great having him around. I hear him and b Knight are tight. Like, they they go to the pit together. Are they just super close? Yeah,
1: they're super close.
2: Awesome. So so I know we talked a lot about the offense and how it's going to be different this year. What about the defense? Because you you are losing Caleb McConnell, who's the two-time Big Ten defensive player of the year, and I guess Mag kind of you lost a little bit because he's still recovering a little bit.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's going to be not our biggest – thing to worry about but like yeah defense is going to be is going to play an important part and since being uh, a part of the program the past two years I don't think it's anything to harp on I feel like uh, we'll eventually get to where we need to be and I think it's going to take some time but we got the whole preseason to work on it and I feel like we're going to be in a good space
2: awesome
0: so we have a lot of newcomers to the team uh into coming into this season I'm just going to go one by one you just give me a few thoughts on each newcomer how's that sound okay sounds good Alright, let's start with Noah Fernandes, the guy who transferred in out uh, of UC- UMass.
1: He he's a floor general. Um he's really good in a pick and roll situation. Um and he could he's a great finisher too. That was surprising. He's, he could finish well around the rim.
0: How about Gavin Griffiths?
1: Uh sniper. Sniper. And I found out, I found out during the trip that he could, he's a little bouncy too. He was throwing down some windmills and stuff in warm ups.
0: Really? So, yeah. That's what, yeah. that's what Pike was saying. He interviewed with uh, Aaron Brightman, and he said, "You guys haven't had an af- as, as athletic of a wing in his time yeah. at Rutgers." Would you say that's pretty accurate?
1: Yeah, I think that's accurate. Um, it's surprising <laughs> too. Like I didn't I didn't think he could jump like that, but he's gonna he's gonna catch some people.
0: Yeah, he also said that he expects you know 15 to 18 points a game from him, so he's got some high high yeah. high goals for yeah. the freshman. No, nah, he's, um, he's really good. That's <laughs> awesome. How about Emmanuel Ogbo?
1: Um. So he's been rehabbing since he's got with the program. So I haven't got mm. really gotten to see like what he could do, but um, just seeing him attack rehab every day and uh, just getting ready and preparing uh, for the season. So I feel like he's going to be in a good space.
0: Uh, the newest member of the program, Austin Williams. Austin Williams.
1: Um, same thing. I, th- I don't think he's been eligible. I haven't seen him play, but just hanging with them off the court. Um, he's just a great dude. He's a. I think he's a sixth year or seventh year. I think so. He's an older guy, so he has experience.
0: I think so. he's a seventh year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's one yeah. of those, the last uh, the last uh, people taking advantage of multiple injuries and multiple in yeah. and, and the COVID year. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Jeremiah Williams?
1: Um, I haven't. Same thing with him. Uh, he's coming off yeah. an injury. I'm not sure what he injured, but that's he my guy. He's, killings, my, he's yeah. My, yeah, he was my roommate during the trip, so it was oh, just uh, fun bonding with him and just seeing what he's like off the court. I'm excited to see what uh what he'll do when he returns.
0: And the last one, J- michael Davis. What do you think of him?
1: Uh he's gonna be really good. He's like a sleeper. Like he's a really good point guard. He's shifty, he gets get to basket, and he's he uh he has some springs too. He could jump, he could shoot it, he can do a little bit of everything. And he, he's uh he's a pest on ball. He's a great on ball defender.
0: It seems I'm like Pike he... has, like, one of these types of guys each class that he brings yeah. in, which might not <laughs> yeah, have, like, the, the accolades of the other guys, but they just mm-hmm. work out every time. Yeah. I,
2: I want to ask you about good. that in his, in his defense. How would you compare his defense to, say, like, uh, Jacob Young or um, Caleb?
1: Uh, I say, yeah, I say uh, Jacob Young because he's, like, quick and fast. You know Caleb's mm-hmm. like, he's not, like, the most athletic, but he's always in the right spots and he has quick hands. So I feel like he's more similar to Jacob Young because he's just always quick. He's gonna, always going to be into the ball. He's pick up uh, ninety four feet. He's a uh, he's a quick guard.
2: So is Caleb going to be pissed when I tell him you said he's not that athletic? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I hope not.
1: Nah, I hope not. Nah. That's my guy. That's my guy.
2: <laughs> oh jeez. But uh, anyway. Rut- Rutgers had, a, so you guys had three graduate players on the roster heading into the off season. Two of them left. Obviously, you stayed. What what made you decide to stay based on the way the portal is and everything works nowadays? What, what was your biggest reasoning for staying?
1: Uh, I feel like the biggest reason for me was just like betting on myself. I feel like uh, my past two seasons at Rutgers, they've been decent, but I feel like um, if I like lock in and just stay consistent and give everything I have, I feel like it'd be my best season here. And um, I want to go out with a bang and uh, use this year to prepare um, for when I want to go play professionally. So that was my biggest reason. I love this team. I love Pike. I love the staff. And I feel like this is probably going to be the the best team for me to um, just show everything I could do, um, score defensively, and just lead the team. That was one of the biggest things, just uh, preparing to be a leader. Um, That was one of the biggest things that uh, drew me to come back.
0: So you've had two former uh, teammates at Rutgers now get, make it to the NBA and Ron Harper Jr. and Caleb McConnell. What have they told you as you prepare in your final season? And, and you obviously you just said you want to pr- play professionally. What have they kind of told you to work on to be a professional basketball player in the future?
1: Um, the biggest thing um, they talk about is um, just finding one thing and excel, excelling at that. Um, one of the things I'm going to be working on, continue to work on, is just um, – uh, Catch and shoot. Um, I want to be one of the best catch and shoot guys in the country in the big Ten. So that's one thing I'm going to be working on. I want to be uh, a a better rebounder, better wing rebounder. So those are the two things offensively and defensively I'm going to be working on for the
2: season. So we know Jersey Mike's is obviously such a hard place to play at. You played at MSG. What What is the hardest arena other than Rutgers that you've had to play at so far? Hardest arena. Um, the loudest, hardest, hardest to just concentrate. <laughs> I know they're all pretty loud.
1: I want to say, I want to say Purdue, Purdue, and uh, Purdue, and Michigan State. Michigan State was crazy. It one, was hmm. loud. So Purdue and Michigan State.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, how good did that feel taking home that that win last year at Mackey? Because that was oh, that good. was a super so tight great. game. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, so great! It always feels good bringing down number one. So yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's wild that it's become like a yearly thing for Rutgers. Uh, Hopefully we keep, to it, keep going. it going yeah, this year. Keep going. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you ended up at Rutgers after transferring from LSU. How close were you to coming to Rutgers out of high school? Was it like a 1A, 1B thing between Rutgers and yeah, LSU? Yeah, it was or? a 1A,
1: 1B thing for sure. Um, I had them in my in my top three, it was between LSU and uh, Rutgers. And I made a decision to go to LSU. And then, thankfully, I made the better decision to come back and uh, go to <laughs> Rutgers. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, so, uh, so you were kind of. Was Will Wade Hold the on. coach there when you committed yeah, originally? Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So there was a lot lot of uh, turmoil there. It made sense to kinda of head out of there yeah. when you did. Yeah.
2: You you kinda entered the portal before it got all crazy like it is nowadays. But how how was that process like?
1: Um it was it was a smooth process. Um coming out of the portal, I think it was between Thing was Texas A&M, Penn State, and Rutgers. I already had my heart mm-hmm. set on um, coming to Rutgers and coming back home, mm-hmm. so I had to. I talked to those schools, and then ultimately I made a decision to come to Rutgers. It was a smooth process, though.
2: Awesome.
0: We talked a lot about the newcomers and young players. What player would you say on the team has made the biggest strides from last year, other than yourself?
1: Um, I think it's Antoine Wolf. Uh yeah, I think it's Wolf. He's, um, he's going to surprise a lot of people. He's a strong, strong, strong guard. Not strong guard, strong forward. He can handle, he can really pass, rebound, and he finishes, like, he finishes around the rim at an elite level.
0: Yeah, because this is really the first year he's been 100% playing basketball. Like He was a football mm-hmm. player coming out of high school. I think Pike said he's lost a lot of weight this offseason. Yeah. What do you, would you say in his game is, has improved the most? Passing
1: um, and his decision-making in the post. I think that's took a, a huge leap from uh, last year around this time. So, so now you called him a forward
2: and I found that interesting. So mostly he played the five last year, just backing up cliff. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think he can play next to cliff? Like no issues? I know he did in uh, I forget which game it was the, the one yeah, of the, yeah, Portugal I, think, games. I think it was
1: this, this, the first game of Portugal. He started yeah. at the four. Um, at the beginning of the game, it was like kind of, kind of weird cause he kept running uh, to the, like in transition, he kept running to the basket. And Coach Pike was kept telling to me to run to the corner and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's, it's gonna it's gonna take some time, but I think I think he'll fill out. He he's capable of playing the floor because he's been working on his shot um, this summer. So um, yeah, I think I think he'll he'll able to uh, fit at the fourth spot as well.
2: That, that's what I was gonna say. Does he have enough of like a, a mid range slash outside game to kind of space the floor a little bit with Cliff down low?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I think
2: so. But but not as good as an outside game as like say I don't know seven of fifteen right. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: getting there. He's getting there. All right,
2: so you got to teach him a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my guy. All right, we got some fun questions now for you. Right. What was the vibe like <laughs> in the room? when oh, Pike God. walked in with a hammer and just starts going after his phone.
1: <laughs> uh, the first thing, the first thing I thought was like, what, what, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Why is he smashing his phone? <laughs> <ball?" laughs> But um, like in hindsight, looking at it, he just wanted us to block out the noise and just focus on on winning. And I feel like everyone in the room got that got that concept. So I guess it worked out.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it seemed like almost immediately you guys had like had a new energy behind you.
1: Yeah,
0: just seeing him so
1: like so passionate about winning and him sacrificing his own phone. You know how uh, important he is. Um, it just showed that uh, he'll do anything to win. And I think we caught on caught on to that.
2: Does he still talk about his hatred for like cell phones and social media and all that? Like, (laughs) it seems like every interview,
1: yeah, every meeting he says, Um, we're attacking our phones, we need to get rid of them, focus on something else, and communicate with each other
0: or something like that. Damn, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that interview with Brightman, he like brought it up as like one of the nice things about going abroad is like, but people like it's at least in Senegal, people had less phones, and so it wasn't like as big of a distraction.
1: Yeah, It it forced us to actually talk to each other, so.
2: Forced you. Uh, don't want him yeah, here yeah, you say
1: yeah.
2: that. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I, you've played a couple years now as a Scarlet Knight. Well, what's your favorite moment uh, playing for Rutgers?
1: Um Definitely uh, Ron's game winner at the Rack, at Jersey Mike's. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh,
2: you give uh a favorite moment.
1: Off the court or...
2: So yeah, You've, well, you have a favorite moment off the court too. Obviously, the Purdue ones, like everyone's favorite moment on the court, but yeah.
1: off the court, I don't know. I probably got to get back on that. I don't really. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> so I do want to kind of dig into that moment a little bit further because obviously Geo he had missed that game. I think he had the flu that night, so everybody was just kind of expecting Rutgers to to not really stand a chance. Yeah. Um, at least nationally, we Ruck, we as Rutgers fans all know that like any game at the rack, Rutgers has a good shot at.
2: Mm-hmm. What was it
0: like being on the court for that shot? Like, did you have to like kind of like do a double take to make sure that it actually went in? Because yeah, I actually, mean, it was, I was a clean I was, shot.
1: I was on the I was on the bench. I was coming off of a two-two, okay. so I, I played. I think I played like eight minutes or something that game. So um, I'm on. The, I'm sitting on the bench. I think um, one of their guys had hit a layup to go about about up by one. Yep. So um, I'm thinking, like, damn, we lost this game. And then I saw, I see Ron just dribbling up the court. He did like a euro at half court, just threw it up. I'm like, no way this is going in. They hit the bottom. and now I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> started rushing
1: the court. I'm literally just sitting there, like, what just happened? Did we really just do this? So that was like a surreal moment for me. And just watching yeah, Ron, and just watching Ron in that moment, it was, it was
0: crazy. Because Ron, I think, with like 15 seconds left, hit like a turnaround. And then Purdue brought the ball up, uh, and then Travion Williams back down, Cliff, and uh, was able to like bank in a shot. And we only had three seconds, no timeouts, and the clock was running. And and I still like watching it every time. It's just I'm shocked each each time I watch it it goes in. Oh yeah, Yeah. Um, probably one of the best moments in college basketball in the last like decade, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree.
2: I'm not trying to trying to get you in trouble or anything here, but what was it like afterward? We're not talking about the locker room. We're talking about like going home, back to the dorms. Is Ron still like just in awe, screaming the whole time? Or
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Locker, we were in the locker room. It was, just, it was just loud. I think we poured water on Ron or something. It was just crazy. I remember all my friends calling me like, what What just happened? What just happened? Like, y'all just took down number one. And it was the first time that it happened, ever happened for me, so it was just crazy.
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Who would you say is the funniest guy on the team?
1: <laughs> Emmanuel.
0: <laughs> really? So you guys. I say
1: yeah, he's one of the funniest like it doesn't matter what like his his um his humor is like it comes so naturally like he doesn't force it. So I think that's what makes him. Who uh
2: who would you say is the biggest shit talker on the team? Like they're going to hit a 3 in your face and they're going to make you know that they hit a 3 in your face. <laughs>
1: I want to say, I want to say Antonio Cho. Really,
0: yeah. really, a couple of young guys on this. Okay, yeah, Antonio <laughs> We we didn't mention him again in the newcomers, but he is kind of a newcomer because he redshirted last year. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about his game um, and what he brings to the table. Um, he's a little like
1: Gavin. Like you can't like when when you're guarding him, you can't have a hand down because it's a quick release. Um, and like he's never seen a shot that he doesn't like. <laughs> so if he catches it, it's
0: going out. So oh, yeah, that's
1: troll free.
0: <laughs> and he's a big guy too. He's a six eight, six nine. Six eight, yeah, really?
1: so He shoots over people. It's hard to guard.
2: That's wild. Yeah, so uh the I think the last one I got for you is uh if you're in the locker room and you could pass the aux to anybody, who are you giving it to and why?
1: Uh I'm gonna have to go with Derek Simpson.
2: Oh that's a that's a he quick plays, one. He
1: got he has a good a good uh a good little playlist. He plays different uh versions. Well, I think he's the like Philly rap right now, so yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan, but it's growing on me. Have to take it away from him then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, you got you got anything you wanted to uh, talk about or plug or any questions for us before we we head out of here?
1: Uh, make sure y'all get some big single merch. Link is in my uh, Instagram bio. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about the season. Um, it's gonna be a new look Rutgers. Um, a lot of threes going up. Uh, same defense. Uh, and I'm excited. We're gonna make some noise this year.
0: Yeah, we'll put awesome. a link to the big Cinco merch in the episode notes and on the board too. Uh, and really, thank you for coming on, Andre. Yeah, appreciate um, it. Good luck this year. We all we all got high hopes. We we uh, I think this is a tournament team. Uh, even though we have had a lot of new additions, but we have a lot of uh, really high level guys coming back, like yourself. So. Thanks again for, uh, for joining us. And this has been another edition of the Night Report Podcast. I'm signing off. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done all right guys uh we're going to rerun thanks chip we're going to rerun the our fun ticket giveaway because the uh, cs5 actually ended up purchasing tickets in between the time of uh uh, saying you wanted to do the contest and this contest being run so he said just to to let the, the, the wheel decide the second person. We're going to run it twice, actually, in case the same thing happens again. So yeah. the the first person uh, to win it will have first dibs. And if they also don't want them, we will uh, give them to the second dibs. So without further ado, I removed CS5 from the list from yesterday. Let us run it again. Let's
2: see. I'm going to go with uh, it's gonna be Tico Because that was the last name I saw. I'm just guessing. Imagine if I get it right, I'm
0: going to be shocked. Oh, my God. (laughs) Life for Fitness 428. Life for Fitness 428, congratulations. You are the winner of the R Fund opening day ticket giveaway. Two tickets to the Rutgers Northwestern game. And in the event that Life for Fitness 428 can't make it, the tickets will go (laughs) none other than Chop You. Chop You. All right, so there it is. All right, guys, thanks again for watching. Um, And uh, go Rutgers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile